does the priesthood really matter? Does the priesthood really matter? I ask myself this question um, because it is what we typically call Good Shepherd Sunday this Sunday. We are asked to normally preach on vocations. But the question remains, does priesthood really matter? Do we need it to be believers? My brother, who is also a priest, is in Japan. And in Japan, he happened upon this one parish where this priest in 1865 walked up to establish this cathedral and a few days later 14 people approached him and said our heart is with yours our heart is with yours where's the statue of Santa Maria the story behind this is that the Japanese were not able to practice the Christian faith publicly and that for 300 years these people had to live in silos practicing their faith where it's a mere 14 people because the priesthood was not allowed in that country that were practicing the faith does the priesthood really matter or can we just live as Christians without it it'd be a similar question to ask does fatherhood really matter or can children just simply be raised without fathers theoretically we could say so sure the human needs food, needs water, shelter. But what becomes of a child without a parent? Frankly, we call these feral children, those who roam without any sort of direction, anything or anyone to introduce them into the world to maximize their full potential, no matter how difficult it might be to be raised by a father and to do the small things that a father does. I think about this in regards to um, the most scrutinized job I've ever held. And it was not, and it has not been, at least publicly, being a priest. It was my sophomore year of high school when I was a third grade Little League baseball umpire. And behind the plate, you heard screaming mothers, grandmothers, and fathers who were coaches why you just struck out their perfect son and it's a funny story and a funny phenomenon to wonder how could all of these grown adults and grown men my father included who had every rule memorized of the little league baseball handbook care so much about such an inane thing for children who would probably never go on to um, play even on a high school level. And it's because in the little things, great love is often shown. The priesthood is something that matters because in the little things, the priest shows a great amount of love. Or perhaps he should. That whenever a priest is someone who walks into a room or shoots someone a gaze of love, if he does so in a holy manner, it can change the world. There's this story 
a man um, whose name is escaping me presently, although I researched it for about an hour today, um, who ran the camp at Auschwitz. He ran the camp that killed millions upon millions, or hundreds of thousands. And his guards, who are running the camp, had to deal with this one peculiar man, the only man who ever tried to break into Auschwitz. This man was a Jesuit Polish priest, who, upon finding that his religious brothers had been thrown into the prison, knew that he had to go and follow him, follow them into the camp. Whenever the guards heard the story, they were bewildered and said, look, we are not going to capture you. You can go back to Poland. All the priests in Poland were executed or sent out until this man uh, who ran Auschwitz after the war was put on trial. This man was a lapsed Catholic. You probably lapsed after you know, murdering hundreds of thousands of Jews. But he then says before his execution that he wants to repent. And it's actually because of, in the small things, the great amount of love that the Jewish guards showed him whenever he was in his own prison camp to be executed. He desires to repent. And they say, sir, there's no Polish priest left for you to go to the sacrament of confession. He says, no, I do remember one. I do remember one that my guards let go. And five days before he was executed, he frequented the sacrament of confession. Does the priesthood really matter? The priesthood really matters because God gives life abundantly. It would be so much easier to not join Little League and not to deal with all of the screaming parents about whether a pitch is inside the plate or outside the plate. It would be a lot easier for us to not have to come to Mass, not confess our sins to a priest, not to live by the commandments and the doctrines of the church. It would be a lot easier. But God, who gives life in abundance, gives us the gift of the priesthood because he is an abundant father, and that's what fathers do. God is our father, continues the work of fatherhood in person, in human imperfect people, through the priesthood. And we know this, that... Um, the church today, where, they're, where it is dying, that the church is not wailing, but that the church is whimpering. I've heard this poem last night from T.S. Eliot called The Hollow Men. That we are the hollow men made of straw. Basically, that we are the hollow men without any heart any desire to practice virtue, to live courageously. And at the end of the poem, he says, this is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends. 
not with a bang, but a whimper. Right now, the church is whimpering. The church is whimpering where there are a lack of priests, where there is, with a lack of priests, a lack of vitality, that the church can just fade away in silence. And in that silence, there is a godlessness. But again, the priest has the ability in the little things, in the same way that the father has the ability into little things, to transform the life of a son or to transform the life of a Christian into Christ. Another story from the tragedy that was World War II was the priest we know as St. Maximilian Kobe. St. Maximilian Kobe was a priest in prison and in the same concentration camp. His guards could not guard him anymore. They could not guard him and they needed to set aside a new rotation of guards because they said, when we looked through the jail cells and that man looked at us, we could not bear the love with which he saw us. When that man looked at us, we could not bear the love with which he saw us. God gives us the priesthood, and the priesthood matters because God becoming flesh in Jesus Christ matters. And so because the priesthood matters, and because God ultimately becoming man matters for our salvation, and God, who could have saved us with a drop of his own blood, but instead decided to pour all of it out for our sake and salvation, we have to ask ourselves, who does God call? God calls those who are willing to listen, those who are willing to say yes, and mainly those who are imperfect. We heard in the first reading how Peter can cut the heart of all those who are listening, the 3,000 to be baptized and repent. And it's only because Peter was such a dirtbag. It's only because Peter himself was cut to the heart by Christ who is able to call him out. Christ decides to call sinners to the priesthood, a role that in many ways is higher than that of the angels, because the angels themselves cannot absolve sins, while the priest can, because the priest is a continuation of Jesus Christ in many ways on earth. And so then the question comes, really, is the priesthood livable? Is the priesthood livable? Heard this wonderful quote from another saint. That nothing seems tiresome or painful when you are working for a master who pays so well, who rewards a cu- even a cup of cold water given for love of him. A lot of times, as a priest, I feel like I offer nothing. I feel like just showing up is the best that I can do. And just like a father, that's probably true. And it's probably enough. But I will say, the hardest thing, one of the hardest moments of my life was a very quiet one 
And it was the first time that I was alone in my new room in the seminary wearing a white button-down shirt and black pants and thinking, what the hell did I just do? I am totally separate. I've left college. I had all my friends that loved me. I now have no idea if I'm actually going to be a priest in this moment, paralyzed with fear, not knowing, am I good enough to be able to do this? And the answer is, I'm not. But the answer is, it doesn't matter. What matters is that Christ is. In that moment, it was kind of a, a baptism, so to speak, a moment of, like, of death to self, recognizing I've set the world behind in a lot of ways. I've died to the world. I've put those hopes behind. I've at least put it on pause. But we hear Christ talking about in the gospel that those who enter through the gate have abundant life. Those who enter through the gate. And what is the gate? Christ is the gate, but Christ crucified is the gate. Christ enters through the gates of death into new resurrected life. And in the priesthood, men enter through the gate of dying to themselves and dying to the world, whether they do so perfectly or imperfectly, is up to the individual. But on the other side of that gate, and in, um, uh, in comparison to their holiness, like we see with Maximilian Kolbe, who can't even be guarded because of the love that he shows to his guards, there is an abundance of life waiting for those men. Is the priesthood livable? Yes if we believe eternal life is livable. My greatest joys and why my life has an abundance of meaning is because the life of Christ has an abundance of meaning. Because there is an abundance of meaning of the salvation of my soul. There is an abundance of meaning in the salvation of your soul. And that happens in those rooms. There is an abundance of meaning of being transformed by Christ in the reception of the Eucharist there is an abundance of meaning, of meaning in you being transformed by Christ in the reception of the Eucharist. There is an abundance of meaning in me coming before the altar of God to pray and be transformed by him. There is an abundance of meaning in me leading souls in spiritual direction to that same encounter. Is the priesthood livable? It's abundantly livable. Because eternal life is here and present at hand. And so really the fundamental and the last question, not only is the priesthood livable, but am I happy? And sometimes I'm happy. That's the answer to the question. I'm not always happy. Right before Mass, I was, uh, I was a little frustrated because it's 74 degrees in here and I'm already sweating, you know? But is my life purposeful and is it meaningful? And do I look forward to what God has? Absolutely. Every day. Every day. If I had a thousand more lives to live, what would I do with him? I would be a priest. I'd be a priest because there is nothing greater than eternal life. And there's nothing greater for me than to give it. 
it seems hap- it seems hard. It seems hard to be able to give up the goods of marriage, which is the natural good. And I don't mean to compare priesthood as which one's better, which one's worse, so on and so forth. That's not where I'm going with this. Where I'm going with this is that though we have seven men applying for the seminary this year who have passed through the doors of Our Lady Wisdom as students, that it does not mean that the church is still not whimpering. It's whimpering a lot. Our prayers are silent, and we know that it's whimpering because we do not pray as we ought, and we whimper before God. But the priesthood is incredibly, incredibly livable. It's a life that I would choose again and again, over and over, because, and the livability of celibacy, as a side note, is not livable unless the priest comes and loves the Lord. He must give up a good love for the greatest love, for the love of Jesus himself. And so God continues to call today. His call is something that he meets quietly within us, within our own whimpering hearts, so that stirring up within the men Many, I'm sure, who are called within this building right now and need only to listen to the Lord and to heed his voice can participate with him to lead souls into eternal life because he loves you and because he loves his church. 